detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. We continue along the road of the Mad Max franchise. This time we're stopping off at Bartertown. Mm. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Maddie, Jared, good to have you here. Before we get into it though, quick round the grounds. What have we been watching? Mine is very, very, very quick. Yeah, same. I've watched uh, a couple more episodes of Mr. Mercedes. Mm. Yeah, solid, good. I'm still going along as per. I'm, I'm starting to notice that they might deviate slightly from what the ending was in the book, but I'm happy to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched the first episode of a show that dropped, like, yesterday called The Society. Yeah. Which has a real The Mist vibe. Yeah. And Under the Dome, again, yep. both King sort of things. But it's where it, the teenagers get left. Yeah, basically, they come back yeah. from a, a trip away to their small town and everyone's gone and then the whole place is cut off. They've got no Wi-Fi, they've got nothing. Yeah. And the whole idea of, you know, first you think, oh, it's awesome, we'll just party and no, no getting told what to do. Then you start realising we're going to run out of food, we're going to run out of water. We, you know, then factions start coming up. So, look, it was a solid first step. And the last one was I watched Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the... Ted Bundy oh, okay. film with Zac Efron yep. in the role. Look, solid film. Didn't go deeply into his crimes, and it was more about his relationship with his girlfriend and the court stuff. And Efron is absolutely fantastic. He's perfect for the role, and Lily Collins is actually very good as well. So it's definitely worth a look. I believe there's also a small role from the lead singer of Metallica. <laughs> as a police officer who captures Bundy or pulls him over, so but solid. So check it out if you can. Nice. All right, Maddie, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, mine's even more shallow than yours. I've got, um, I've just been smashing out the office. I'm, I love the office. Season seven's going through, and I'm absolutely loving it. But there was a scene where uh, Dwight was talking about how everyone in the office have been molly coddling their anuses with double ply. <laughs> Uh, that would fly. So you have toilet paper for too long, and now that he owns the building, he's like he's refusing to supply them with with the double fly. Probably they come up with it. Molly probably their haters. Yeah. I mean, mate, this is a serious conversation. I remember the last election. Um, I think me and Adam were having a conversation, and I said, if I was a Polly, I'm running on a I'm running on a three ply public toilet. <laughs> I'm running on the booty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, you know what? That's way comes... cheaper than a bullet train. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. If it comes down to eating or wiping my ass, I'm going with a three-point toilet I'm serious. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll starve for a couple of days just as long as that that's you know taken care of. Yeah, as long as my ass is being well. Look, well, I can, go, I can go three days comfortably. Three days without food comfortably. Well, it's according to Bear Grylls, all you need is water. <laughs> right. So that was my number one. The um, my wife we went to the uh, the dressmaker exhibition uh, oh, yeah? exhibit, so we watched that. Is that any good? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's a lot darker than I thought it would be. I was like, oh, it'll be like Muriel's wedding or something like that. And it, <laughs> it just yeah, some some. Pretty There's a Hemsworth in, in there, isn't it? There's a Hemsworth in it, yeah. Uh, meets meets a uh, don't don't wait put spoilers in there, but uh, yeah, a bit sad what happens to him. And there's even the best, like the one of the nastiest murders I've seen 
uh, pops in in the end with um, with one of the blokes who deserves it. So it's wow. a pretty decent watch, actually. But I didn't realise there was murder and stuff going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. But um, Kate Winslet just keeps getting better. Absolutely love her work. She's, Man. And she's, like, showing that she's got comedy chops and... And dramatic chops. She's, yeah, I believe she was it. in movie 43 uh, in the sequence with... <laughs> That's her comedy chops because she was in a sequence oh, in movie man. 43 with Hugh Jackman where he has testicles <laughs> on his throat. Okay. <laughs> It has to be seen to be believed. That's just popped up on Netflix, thankfully, so we can all check it out. Might have to, yeah. It has to be seen to be believed. At what point do you reckon Jackman realised he was going to have testicles? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? I reckon, yeah, what? Deep down, Jackman loved it. (laughs) (laughs) He loved it. I can tell you now. It was, yeah, what? I giggled hard (laughs) during that sequence for some reason. I love her in Xbox. Because, of course, he says something, he comes in and he goes, geez, it's getting a little bit cold in here. And of course, it's oh, no, the shrink. Shrinkage, significant shrinkage. Her and, her and extras was one of the best things I've ever seen, though. She was she was like gold in that. Um, my last one, I watched this this um, with my mother-in-law, watched this um, movie called Nebraska, which is about... Oh, is that um, Will Forte? Yeah, Will Forte. And, um, and it's got Bob Odenkirk in it as yeah. well, so... Bruce oh, I, I know yeah, those Bruce guys. Stern. Those guys are in Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job if you've ever seen that. A weird watch. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty serious movie, but it just has some of the funniest moments in it. It's basically this old bloke who decides that uh, he's going to collect a, a million-dollar ticket, but it's basically just a marketing campaign. Yeah. But he just refuses to accept that it is, and he might have dementia or Alzheimer's or... But um, his son takes him on a journey to go get it and goes, right. to, goes to his old hometown. There's a whole bunch of growth in there. Cool. And just people getting told to fuck off, which is funny. <laughs> it's done in the right way. It's a yeah. good good film. Yeah, it? yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's a bit it's a bit slow going for probably this audience if uh, you're in the action stuff. But it's um, but I, I thought it was a, a good dramatic comedy in it. Sure. So is that it, mate? Yeah, that's it. Very, very slight this week. Jared? Yeah, I was... Still had uh, Game of Thrones going. I've been keeping up that, keeping up with that each episode, new episodes. Uh, not really disappointing. There's a few, a few things I'm not really liking so much about it, but at this point, it's kind of moving so fast towards the uh, the finish of everything that it's kind of hard to disappoint until we really get into the nitty gritty, I suppose, and find out what happens. But what we do in the shadows, yep. continues to be one of the best shows I've. <laughs> I've uh, watched recently. I, the, the last episode, they hit the town with this the Baron that's come to town, who's like this really old vampire and running things. And they end up at a they end up at a party, and he starts drinking someone's blood, and it turns out the bloke's been on drugs. So next thing you know, they're at a fucking dance party, and they're all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just absolute gold. And I believe the next episode, there's this council of vampires in there. I'm really, I think it's going to drop here in a couple of days, but. It's already aired in America and there's this council of vampires in it and apparently they've got like um, people who played vampires in other things. So Tilda Swinton's one of them and then Wesley Wesley Snipes Skypes into the meeting and all this sort of shit. So it's looking good. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I got caught up into some Gotham. I spent a lot of time watching Gotham. Cause That'd be just, just at the end, wouldn't it? Just yeah, well, it's it's finishing in America, but Netflix is a little bit behind here, so I yeah. let it bank up a little bit. Sure. I just ripped through season three, which wasn't so great. A bit of a letdown, but 
there's season fours on there, and I reckon five's going to drop pretty soon after it finishes in the states. So. Yeah. But I'm I'm still enjoying it. I still like it for what it is. There's just a few storylines that weighed it down in season three. And the last thing I watched was finally uh, sat down and went through the whole Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great soundtrack. Uh, Great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get as we as we put it. <laughs> Always in that going for it. You do not get points for that. Yeah, exactly. Look, it was entertaining enough for what it was. But you're just watching it thinking, this should have been just so much better. So yeah. much debauchery. Yeah, well, it should have had... Like, Rami Malek was excellent, but the, I, I just don't understand why they why they took the liberties they did. Like, why they just lied about breaking up and things like that. I still can't understand that. And it was... It took the shine off it. Yeah. Like, something... For me, there's... I know some people didn't like this scene, but taking the liberty of creating the record exec that Mike Myers plays and talks about, like, you know... Um, no one wants to hear this Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever. I mean, that was based in fact, but it was someone that was a bit closer to them. And, and you know, that's the kind of liberty that you can run with because it was kind of a yeah. funny scene. But when you're just out and out making up bullshit about... To make bad drama. Yeah, you, you made up this bullshit about this band that had a pretty fucking compelling story regardless. Yeah. I yeah. just don't understand And it. the fact they pulled out... Probably the most interesting part of it is him coping with this disease. Exactly. They, and they just instead they roll with, oh, we're gonna show him at Wembley and yeah, exactly. Gonna- and I mean the debauchery is linked to that. Mm. It's linked to where it where it all went for him. Yeah. yeah. And even even with all that, I don't know how you can't finish it on a high with the mm. way that he did. Yeah. Because it's pretty much well regarded that he just basically said, "Don't fucking. I, this is gonna. I'm just gonna live it till it's done." Did I have uh, the tragedy of him? Like, not being able to get out of bed. It got out of bed for one song per day and then went back and rested. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, that's just, like... But even if you took this... Isn't that a pretty great finish? Oh, but even if you took... So, this, this was his life, that you see some yeah. of that, but then you see him get out there and knock a tune out. And, and the people that he like, touched and, the, and just yeah. the, the, the fact that, that his art changed so much... You listen to yeah. the Innuendo album, it's just all about his sickness and his, de- and his yeah. imminent death. And he's just, like... Yeah. Oh, that's so much more interesting. Like but even if you wanted to take Live Aid felt like the, the natural kind of fist pump ending. Yeah. But it didn't, didn't end need that way. That. It, it didn't, didn't end that, that way for him. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like he was in the throes of it, but he still kind of went out so saying, don't sad. feel sorry. So for sad we didn't get to see Sasha Baron Cohen going full. Yeah, well, he wanted to go all in. Yeah. See, yeah. his to... might have been too far that one way. But I don't, I don't think, think he would have. I reckon he would have been pretty honest, but I think he would have been, like, brutally honest. Yes. And look, that may have made mm. for a better film. Mm. It may have. But even if you wanted to take the approach of flashing back, you know, having the being able to flash back to finish on high, if that's how you wanted to do it, because I understand wanting yeah. to finish at Wembley because it was, you know, the Live Aid concert was huge. Yeah. But I agree with Jared. You ended at a point where it's not over. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, where are we? Mm. <laughs> It kind of just feels like they just go chop. That's the end of that. Yeah. And how about uh, they've still been around for the last uh, how many years? I think oh, yeah, I'd so love to see a couple of hours young. worth of them picking up Terry Street Derby and yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rhapsody too. The Brian <laughs> Roger Taylor story. <laughs> <laughs> the Brian May Roger Taylor because John Deacon disappeared. He, yeah, he bailed straight he away. He opened up a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. no, he took his millions. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still getting royalties. Yeah, he's so, yeah. Oh well, shit. Yeah, you could you you could have retired after one or two albums and you'd still be making money. Off yeah. <laughs> so, is um, that it, mate? Yeah, that was yeah. it for me. That was it. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 
1985's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. The world had been through a trial by fire, and only the greatest warriors and their deadliest enemies emerged from the flames. Who are you? Nobody. I can feel it. The dice are rolling. <laughs> he was the one they called mad. But he's just a raggedy man. But to those whose lives hung in the balance... Where's the waiting ones? Waiting for what? Waiting for you. He was the one they called hero. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Now, Mad Max is back in Beyond Thunderdome. Turner, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome from 1985, directed by George Miller and George Ogilvy, who gave us the um, Australian police thriller The Feds Seduction. <laughs> uh, it's produced by George Miller and written by George Miller and Terry Hayes, who wrote The Ro Road Warrior. Stars Mel Gibson as Max, Bruce Spence as Jebediah the pilot, Tina Turner as Auntie, and Angry Anderson as Iron Bar. Budget was ten million. <laughs> A few giggles about Angry Anderson, is it? <laughs> Box office was thirty six million in the US. Now, George Miller lost interest in the project after his friend and producer Byron Kennedy was killed in a helicopter accident while location scouting. That may explain why Miller only handled the action scenes while George Ogilvy handled the rest. Yeah. I had to go and check because it felt different to the other two. Yeah. And it didn't feel like it had the same flow. Let's let's get straight into it. Matty, your thoughts and a score on this one. Without Angry Anderson, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> With Angry? Give it, give it a two and a half. <laughs> he's, worth a, he's worth a point. Look, like I said, I think there was there was too much Mel Gibson in this. The plot, even though it seems like a, it's a good Hollywood plot for a movie, um, just got dragged down at some point and... I just it didn't feel as much like a Mad Max movie. The stuff that we like out of one, two, and four is just not in this one. So, and then there's parts of it where you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, that's where I sit. Jared, part of me wanted to go a three because I I really used to like it when I was a kid, and it was the one that we saw the most, I think, um, because again, one of the channels here used to show it. A lot. Well, it's the only one that's PG thirteen. Yeah, so you yeah, get you get the access to it a lot. But I think two and a half is probably fair. But they just, I mean, for a guy that didn't really um, want to forge any relationships with anyone, there's a fucking lot of people that he's got to, <laughs> he's yeah. got to be involved with in in this one. And they take away Maddie's right. Like some of the world building stuff, I felt was interesting, but it completely took. Max off the road and off those action sequences yes. until right at the end when they tried to kind of capture, um, capture it yeah. and it was too late and it wasn't even one of the good ones so it was it was entertaining enough 
but yeah, it's a it's a fair old drop for from the other ones. Yeah, it's a pretty big drop for me. I hovered at two and a half, but I ended up deciding on two because the midsection is just labouring. Mm. It is a totally different film. Yeah. You know what it feels like? It feels like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Very, very reminiscent of the kids in the mine from that film. Yeah. This is what that feels like. And it it feels like a kid's film that Mad Max just suddenly walked into. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really weird. Book or it's like jarring. That, right? The book ends in Barter Town. I could have gone with Barter Town. Yeah. Sticking in Barter Town and perhaps having come some kind of overthrowing situation yeah. there and the factions for the Master Blaster and Auntie, if, it if, could have worked out okay. If he's spent as much time as he has in this desolate, barren wasteland and he gets to the Utopia and some kids will leave it and he's like, um, I think I'm going to leave this place to go and help out these kids. Yeah. Let's just, it doesn't make sense. Max yeah. has been a loner. That's so right. why would he even bother? He'd be like... I just couldn't. I couldn't. All right, you off you go. I'd be like, guys, you're being dumb. Yeah. Like, And that's as far as I could take it. Yeah. And I'm a responsible adult. I care about <laughs> Are you? <laughs> but I'd, I'd just be like, that's, right, that's a shame. Look, I would say that it kind of, to start the likes off, I feel the world still feels like yeah. Mad Max 2. Yeah. Mm. When you turn out to Barter Town, you've got the weird costumes and the random yeah. people and the, you know... It's still got that vibe. Yeah. Barter Town, um, like when you first get there, it, it looked pretty looked pretty solid. And yeah. they bring the water stuff into it that, you know, takes takes over from the, the gasoline a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, th- there's a bit of both of that in Fury Road and a little bit in this one too, but it kind of sets up the water stuff that is used to much better effect in Fury Road. Mm. Yeah. But it still feels like Max, like mm. the Max world. Like, yep. they do a good job yeah. to get us into Barter Town and get us pretty happy with what we see. Yeah, yeah. So I I felt that the world building was okay for some parts, and that's what I mean. In Barter Town, I yeah. felt at home. I felt Mad Max territory. I like that. I still like that they've created this society out of the leftovers of the apocalypse, you know. Yeah. Like it's, still, yeah. it's got a good feel to that, to that end, and the things that they're trading are things that we might not take or that we, we take for granted. Yeah. And look, because we're in the early sort of bigger picture things, who doesn't love a little bit of Tina Turner's <laughs> 80s pop punching <laughs> oh, out over the credits? Oh, yeah, and then we get a little bit it's of we don't need another hero. Yeah. I <laughs> love a, that shit. They attached some good good music to it for sure. And Excellent look, addition. She was, oh, I didn't actually mind her. In yeah, the, I thought the she was all right. She, um, she, she did exactly what they were expecting, which was... She kind of goes a bit over the top. Yeah, singing her lines out. But it was, <laughs> but it was kind of okay. It was perfect for what it was. And look, I agree there was too much Gibson. Yeah. But I felt he was, he was at that. He had the screen presence really happening in this mm. one. You know, I love that sequence where he turns up to um, find out I'm looking for a bloke. Mm. And he has, so there's no work in the brothels, and he grabs the guy, and then the guy comes out with the nunchucks. You know, he starts going, and he mm. just sort of turns around and goes. Yeah, you know, and shoots off his head thing. Yeah. It was just kind of a really sort of assured way to bring him in. Yeah. I will agree, yeah, there is too much Max. Yeah. Which is 
I didn't strange like the, to say I didn't like about a movie with either. named after. I didn't like the look of him. The long hair, I just felt like it was too far removed. Yeah, cut that shit. And like, he just felt like... Was, though, I thought it was great. It was like Riggs had been lost in the desert for a couple of weeks. And, <laughs> uh, excellent look for, for Mel. <laughs> Go but I thought, he looked like Braver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He looked like Braver. <laughs> the, um, but it, I felt, again, it was a takeaway from the character. The character didn't seem like... He felt like he was trying to be more survivalist rather than... Look, the, like, man's, the, the man's hygiene the is rubbish, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, the vendetta against the bad guys was the thing that was holding it together in the first couple there was of just, well. There was an edge that wasn't there. Yeah. Like in the first one, there was gone. this edge to him that just wasn't there. He could have been any man. It could have been anybody's story in this world. It didn't necessarily need to be Mad Max. Yeah. Which is I like, actually really loved the opening shot too. Mm, that shot from wide out... Oh, uh, yeah. On the camel, and then it comes the in, it comes well. in, comes in, comes in, then as it goes over him, it then we then cut away to Max getting yeah. knocked on the ground. And I did like that it had all that other ties to Australia. I like the indigenous music in there. And yeah. I thought that's a, a really nice way. Again, it makes it a bit closer to home for us, you know, the, mm. the fact that you can tie in this could be happening to us or this could be happening here. I must admit, I, for some reason, I had to giggle, even though all I could think about was Frank Drebin. When he goes and goes to leave your weapons here, it's the law. And he's just pulling guns out of every orifice, dropping them on the table. And there's, was, there's about 15 guns on there, plus a crossbow. That was Tackleberry from Police Academy. <laughs> there you go. So I started laughing, and I was thinking, is that a Frank Drebin joke? Uh, that was excellent. They even had those little girl guns you have attached to your ankles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had a lot of them. Even though it's probably the worst. Of, of the Mad Max series it's got a couple of the most memorable mm. bits yeah. like the whole Thunderdome stuff the two Thunderdome when stuff out, is great when they're singing out two men enter one man leave and everyone sort of scurries up the cage yeah. and things yeah. like that like that's, that's I love the idea of the, the weaponry stuff. and being on those um, on the bungee cords yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're flying around getting the weapons and stuff I thought mm. that stuff was great and yeah. then that sequence is probably the best of the film he learns it pretty quick yeah, yeah he does he <laughs> works it out pretty well doing the flips over Master Blaster yeah and, but I thought that sequence at least had a bit of energy to it yeah it was, and, and the whole thing about him trying to get the whistle yeah keeps trying to get the whistle and it's knocked yeah. out of his hands and he's standing on him and it was a good reveal though good oh, reveal in the yeah in that fight that was actually one of my big likes is yeah. the reveal of, of blaster that was a massive shock and yeah. it's something i always remember from yeah that was my first thing when he said we were going to do this one i was like isn't that when yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing when i was a kid and seeing that i was just like what the fuck like i was just i was just stunned yeah, yeah. um even now it's still got a little bit of impact behind it if only Master wasn't such a pain in the ass oh yeah <laughs> 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 good lord lax lax Jack at one point they threatened to feed to the pigs and I'm like I just get it over with <laughs> <laughs> and get the yeah, do, us all, do us all a favour Barter Town's been fucking begging for it I can tell <laughs> you <laughs> staying in likes territory where they decide to make their because there's a massive portion there that I've got in my dislikes mm. Essentially, a large portion of the film in the middle is in the dislikes. I did like the fact that they come back to Barter Town and make a kind of a raid on it, and that stuff was okay. Mm. The action scenes were kind of, you know, they, they, they were at least somewhat exciting. Um, it felt a little bit jokey at times, though. Yeah. They even pulled the Indiana Jones trick where he chases those guys through the door and yeah. then he comes running back out and there's 50 of them chasing yeah. him. Yeah. But that had a little bit more energy 
and the then we finally get on the road. Yeah. And as you said, Jared, it's not the best of the series, but it's probably as exciting as this movie gets. Yeah, it's still yeah. probably it's still one of the more exciting portions. Look, I of didn't movie. see anybody fucking flipping forever flipping through the air. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think people got danger pay on this one. <laughs> 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 Miller had Miller had toned it down a little bit. in the trailer with Miller going. We have to put safety <laughs> precautions in, George. This is a ten million dollars. I think that's why he walked off the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> but they, no, they yeah. pull it down to a PG as well. Like yeah, that. yeah. The, they can't get away with as much of the stuff that we. Yeah, that hurts like badly. First to me. Oh, but you know, you can still have a bloke airborne and flipping <laughs> over about sixteen times. That's yeah, that still fits in the PG category. <laughs> as long as we don't do the aftermath, we're ready. I think we safely say that's okay. <laughs> They probably saved some stuntmen's lives by making it PG. Yeah, I think so. Oh, look, look, we do get back. Look, the action scenes are shot pretty crisp. They're exciting. We do get back to stuntman lunacy territory with Angry Anderson stunt double <laughs> strapped to the bottom of a fucking moving train. <laughs> I was sitting there going, surely that guy died. Oh, <laughs> but it never quite feels like... Yeah, that, that that epic sequence at the end of the Road Warrior. No, it felt like it felt very much like a, an effort to just put that in because we felt like we had to. Yeah. Um, it just didn't. Yeah, it seemed it it almost seemed out of place in this one. But because we, you know, it it was in the context of the other movies, you're watching it going, oh, thank God we got a little bit of this. But when you look at the rest of the movie, it doesn't feel. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no other chase scenes with a car at all no mm. very 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 little of that stuff look that was oh, the only other thing I liked was um, I kind of liked the ending how they wanted to go to the, the city and he told them no, it was gone and we they finally see it when they're flying over and it is ruined mm. and then we end with them telling kind of like the the mythology story of Max again. Yeah, yeah that was know. pretty cool. I just liked the way that that's kind of ended. I thought it was a nice time. way to finish it, and it did yeah. flow with the plot. And like yeah. I said, it was a it was a good enough plot, but there, I don't know, there was some element missing that just didn't make it feel like a Mad Max. It, it felt Hollywood. Yeah, it's funny to say that. Mm. I mean, is there any more likes? Angry Anderson. Angry yeah, Anderson. He's yelling. He's yelling. Look, I've got some dislikes to Angry, but he certainly entertained me while he was in the picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited. Though, <laughs> to be honest. True. Angry, Angry has plenty, plenty to do, and it's all funny. And te- don't, don't tell me that anybody else in the picture looked as natural a fit as a citizen of Barter Town and Angry Anderson. The <laughs> bloke <laughs> <laughs> just fit perfectly. <laughs> He was one of the more well-fed people in Bartown, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Angry was... Angry certainly feared like a glove. <laughs> he played He played smug well. He played angry and loud well. He, he played, just, he he just did a lot of well. screaming. But it was perfect for what he was doing. I just don't know how he didn't get more work after this. This is a well, yeah. real. His career should have taken off. I think people were probably, um, I think people were probably looking at him, going, "Gee, who's this bloke?" And then when they got to his catalogue, they found the performance from the fucking AFL Grand Final. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hire him. <laughs> now we've uh, balked all that. Poor old angry. Any other likes? Uh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, we pretty much covered what I had there. All right, my biggest, as I said before, it's too Hollywood. Yeah. It lacks the raw edge that mm. the first two have. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
there were permits involved in this. Oh, <laughs> like, no, oh, that. that is unacceptable. Yeah, not, <laughs> not good enough, George. <laughs> the simplicity of the other ones where it's like it's a revenge movie or yes, it's a it's a um, yeah. I'm it's to, a it's a simple yeah. um, A to B story. This one, the premise starts of off with I'm going to trade my skills as an assassin or as a as a renegade in order to help you get power back in this city. For, for, for from, reasons unknown that you would yeah, be, I would be picked. From Master Blaster, of all people, who apparently has all this power. Like, yeah. It's oh, just yeah, he ran the pig shit downstairs, but yeah. it just, it didn't feel right and it didn't have the raw edge, even though you had all those weird and wonderful characters and all yeah. the weird costumes and yeah. it looked a bit, it had a better sheen to it. Yeah. And it didn't. These people really wouldn't be—they wouldn't be interacting the way they were in this community. They wouldn't be like in each other's hair the same way. They'd, they'd be separate, and you'd have to deal with the politics as opposed to oh, let's get everyone in the same room and then find an excuse to put a an arrow through a bloke. Yeah. Mm. And also, I understand that. I appreciate they were trying to go with expanding the world, mm. being that it's probably a requirement when you're onto the third film, which has yeah. basically been two road films. Yeah. You, you probably want to expand, but unfortunately it's to its detriment. Yeah, that's right. Because then you bring in this midsection that is really about, has really very little to do with Bartertown, if at all. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's but a you place that Max... You, you could have expanded on that world without Max being a part of it and yeah. then brought him in in some other way. Maybe. To ruin things or to... to Maybe like it could have been concurrent. Or, yeah. It could have been some concurrent sort of back and forth, so we could have got to know the kids a bit better. Because this one's actually yeah. really under-characterised, which is funny yeah. considering the other two films... They do so much with yeah, very so little. little. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the... One of the things I found was that, you know, the sheer number of people when you get to something like Bartertown, it actually takes away from... Even though the costuming stuff still looks impressive, it takes away from it all because they get lost in the shuffle... And then you lose the little details of the things like in the Road Warrior, where you picked up on relationships between people in the yep. gang yeah, through yeah. nothing but seeing them for a few few scenes. Yeah, you just there, there wasn't any of that in this mm. one. I mean, we didn't even get to know what Andrew Angry, Angry Anderson's doing. <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> it was essential to get to know Angry better, I felt. <laughs> That's what I felt. The dialogue was just, was like weighted down as opposed yeah. to building it up. Yes. Which in the first, especially, even the second one, a lot, a lot of the interactions before they're like threatening the yeah the opposite town. Which is interesting mm. considering it was written by the same people who wrote The Road yeah. Warrior. Yeah. It just felt they were stretching too far mm. and they didn't realise that this isn't what people Max was about. Mm. Whereas the next one understood what there was, Max was about. There was never any feeling of uh, of ominous feeling around the bad guys in this. Yeah. Mm. They were just cartoon characters. So yeah. You, in the first couple, they'd say something that made you feel uneasy about them or that made them feel a bit... Un, like unwell or mentally ill or something. Or they throw in that sequence of they, rape or whatever. Yeah, like, they yeah, have the, yeah. Yeah. Or they kill somebody that's, yeah. that's in their gang and then yeah. be like, oh, geez, we need to watch out for this person because you don't know what they're going to do next. Or alternatively, they'd be wearing arseless chaps and you'd be thinking, <laughs> oh, there's something off here. Nobody, nobody wears arseless chaps when there's that much sand around. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wears arseless for no reason. And not in the desert because I can tell you what, mate, there'd be some chafing. <laughs> 
some sandblasting. Yeah, what's his deal? <laughs> Bear Queen. That's a real renegade right there. <laughs> and let me tell you something, mate. When I pull out my pair of, my pair of binoculars and I go, is that guy wearing asses chaps in the desert? Shit, the battle stages. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Everybody, get yeah. your bloody guns. It, the problem, too, is that the PG-13 yep. takes away any stakes. Yeah. Because Angry Anderson, is like he's got nine balls. The bloke should have been dead in Barnett's house. By the end of it. In the he, first five minutes. Bill throws of it, him off the roof. He looks exactly like Wiley e. Coyote because he's got... <laughs> covered in soot and, and, but he's got the eye just the eyes peering out it's like it's bloody ridiculous and that was that was one of the things like I was kind of alternating between geez I'm loving having angry Anderson on screen and then wondering why every time he got into a beef or something it turned into slapstick yeah like the bit the, the first part where when he's, he's got the pole and and the <laughs> Oh my and God. as I said before, as I said before we started, like, why is there like three separate times in the movie where we get a shot of Angry going ah! just screaming at the camera when he's in imminent danger? You know? uh, yeah, it was kind of yes, but it, it, was, it took away any stakes, 13. and That's they actually right. didn't give Max any reason to do what he does. Yeah, like, you know what? It's because they 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 spread it out again, like they spread out. There were so many kids that you barely got to know and care for really any of them. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, you knew exactly that, okay, so it's the wife and the kid. That's his heart and soul, basically. Yeah. Like, And the second one... Even the monkey kid he created. Yeah. Though. That's it. The second one, it was the feral kid that was his kind of connection. And you could tell he sort of... he, he the, the part of him that was like, oh, he's a man of honour or whatever came to with the people but he still didn't really he was still he was really mates with them, and they try to do that when he when he gives mercy in Thunderdome mm. but then they take it instantly away from him because he loses power in that situation which he's he's shown the mercy and then he's just had it taken away from him yeah so I don't, some of that stuff was yeah. just it just, undoes itself yeah and less action scenes without, without cars mm. like Big mistake. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the bar at the the um the Thunderdome. Mm. I thought the Thunderdome was excellent, but there was still room to chuck another car chase in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on, yeah, why you is need, he on fucking camels? You need, at the start? To, you need things to barter. You need, yeah, you need exactly. things to trade. You, uh, yeah. you send him off on a car chase somewhere, and or the movie should have started with <laughs> a car chase, and then he gets to barter town and you know flogs off his the interceptor. Yeah, or something, but. Yeah, there's ways to go. I know you can come back and get it. At some they really point. cocked up because if you had a, a good car chase at the start, then you had Thunderdome, then you had the big one at the end, I would have been happier. Mm. I mean, I know you're not catering to me, but still, <laughs> I would have been happier with that. Yeah. This was a strange dislike for me, but I just, I just felt um, after watching it this time that Buster Deal face the wheel doesn't quite stick like two men to one man lead. Yeah, yeah. And let's face it, the with the with the calibre of person in Barter Town, that wheel is fucking broken. You can't. It's been used <laughs> that often. So, yeah. yeah, these boys are Buster Deals left and right. Yeah, Max isn't the first one to pull that stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, just uh, it was kind of when that came out, I, I, I felt like yeah. they'd actually gone into the writing thing and said, what else can we get with like this two men enter one man lead? We got anything that we can rhyme? That'd be good. Oh, it'd be a rhyme that Auntie Anthony can sort of. It's not a good law unless it rhymes. I don't have a lot of other dislikes, but the big one for me is the tribe stuff with the kids. Is yeah. just it's another film. Yeah, it's another film. Okay, totally said, different film. You, you get me into that utopia after being everywhere else. I'd be like, all right, You're guys, I'll catch you later. I'll catch you later. Good luck. Mate, I am like swimming you around the lagoons doing yeah. white whales. Yeah. You guys have got a shitload of water here. Yeah. yeah. Why go anywhere else? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, walk, walk a kilometre that way and check it out. Like, yeah. You'll be coming back pretty quickly. Yeah, good luck finding any bloody water in there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like, think- it's just... It, 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 it just felt like another movie. It felt like a kid's I movie. I still don't know how he found them. How did he find them? They, they found him. Yeah, I remember he was he in was it. He, got, on the ground he busted a deal and then faced the wheel. No, no, no. Because he chased them. They left to go and find this other... They left to go and find Bartertown, which I don't know how they're going to find him. Oh, and then he found them. Yeah, so he... Yeah. But I still don't... I don't know how that happened. Well, again, it was an landscape. You wouldn't be able to see fucking for 500... Oh, mate, as soon as Bartertown, as soon as Thunderdome's going on, you can see it from miles around. Once they start the bloody flames and shit, you can see it from anywhere because no one else has got anything to burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, if I'm I'm having a bath, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a great time and I'm staying there. Yeah. Especially after I've been wandering through... In the middle yeah. of nowhere. Well, I'm in a tree, sleeping like a koala. Yeah, when he, wa- when he walks off and he says water, and everyone drops their little yeah. little sacks of water, I'm turning around and saying, "Look, when I get back, this is the reason we stay put. Yeah, yeah. You have an abundance of water. Nobody else seems to have any. Like, he didn't have the he didn't have the nouse to go. I've got a Dreamtime story for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain whatever stumbled across <laughs> the kids and we stayed in, uh, yeah, in the um, utopia forever. Yeah. Look, I'm not Captain Walker, but I knew Captain Walker and what he meant to say was, <laughs> we stay here. <laughs> That's the part that you missed. Captain Walker enjoys the fruits of this area and we'd like to stay. Captain Walker, Captain Sitter. That's what we're doing. <laughs> There's no walking your boat. I know in the, it's in the context of the movie that Mel's trying to help help the woman and hesitates but it's obviously a different time now but also the fact that it's Mel Gibson and the troubles that he's had since he jobs her in <laughs> Mel punching a woman on screen is not a good look <laughs> no anymore seems, it seems a tad unnecessary as well yes you know I know that she was trying she wasn't listening to him but still maybe yeah, he was living it's dreadful like it's it's not something that you would you would uh willingly put in a movie without some some a lot of context context and thought behind it but with his you know history since the film yeah it's even worse to go back to difficult um, to look back on I also it's funny that you brought up the kids from Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom because my, my comment was like the, the, the kids in the raid the kids are like the Ewoks in Star Wars yeah right? kind and of which is the same sort of thing you know they're yeah. scrambling everywhere and it like yeah, I didn't like that so much. This is part of this Hollywoodization type of thing I feel has happened is with this one, is the second one made money, they took control, and the studio said, uh, we yeah. want something a little more... Oh, this would be great if yeah. we could expand the Action adventure. So the as yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we bring in the kids, we make a PG, it's an action adventure. 
Yeah, and still. We can bring steal cars. It. If you're going to have kids watch it, just bring in lots of cars crashing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it made plenty of money. Surprisingly, made a decent amount of money. Mm. So you can kind of see why they went that way, but still, I don't think it ever worked mm. at all. Uh, I don't have any other dislikes because I felt that that huge bit in the middle was just as boring as it could get. Yeah, that was the main part. I really struggled. Yeah. In fact, at about the 40, at about the hour mark, I was just like, my God, you know, this must be, surely we must be going back to Bartertown. I flicked the thing, it's still got 45 minutes to go. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of really memorable parts in it. Yeah. And then the rest of it's utterly forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Thunderdome. So, totally. Yeah. Totally rememberable, but yeah. everything else seems a little bit oh, I'd generic. Kill to see the conversations between Angry Ants and Tina Turner oh, talking music. Awesome. That would be yeah. That yeah. I want to see that movie. Tina Turner's there going, "You you call yourself a singer, <laughs> mate?" When he was when he punched out "Bound for Glory," I bet she oh, yeah. was oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, She was oh, like, "Oh, that's on my next album." I bet you there's oh. a duet in the works that just didn't happen because of scheduling conflicts. <laughs> I, actually, I think uh, Tina Turner was scheduled out, mate. She wanted that to be. I actually had oh, I forgot one. We mentioned it earlier in the likes, but I didn't go into it. But Master is one of the worst oh. actors I've ever seen. <laughs> the whole kind of. Um, he either phonetic type of way he speaks where he leaves words out and that yeah. I was just like oh <laughs> yeah stop it yeah stop it, look that whole thing also didn't really ring true that auntie's in charge but master blaster owns the methane yeah and so there's a power That's, struggle he's making a push yeah and I get the power struggle but it just didn't feel like master blaster really should have had any power at all. Like, I felt there should have been another villain. Yeah. You know, who was toe-to-toe with Tina Turner. Mm. Because Master Blaster didn't really have any personality. Yeah. Because the little guy was a pain in the ass and the big guy didn't do anything. <laughs> like, he, he, he was just a muscle. Yeah. So it just didn't feel right. Yeah, that's right. Again, it didn't work. Mm. I mean, the point is trying to maybe they look ridiculous, but they have the power, but they don't give you anything to feel fear towards yeah. them. There's nothing I mean, there. he picks Max up a couple of times by the throat, mm. but that kind of gets old within seconds, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, oh, look how powerful he is. Mm. And then it doesn't really come into play. He's not really that brutal in the Thunderdome either. You know, it just didn't, it didn't work. Mm. And it kind of clogged things up a bit, which the other yeah. films didn't have that clog yeah, in the right. plot. yeah. Everything Any other like had a purpose in the others. dislikes? That was yeah. it for me. Yeah, I think we ripped it apart pretty yeah. well. Yep. All right, that was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. You were on. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. The next episode. We cap off the, the franchise with 2015's Mad Max Fury Road. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.